Hi, I'm Randallin. I'm Jennifer. And we're people. Talking about people. People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com. Hi, Randallin. Hi, Jen. So we are doing part two, which I'm pretty excited about because I really enjoyed part one conversation, but part two of managing up. And if you missed part one, be sure to go back and listen. We started to talk a little bit about really just kind of what it is, why it's important. We touched a little bit on how, which was really fun conversation to get us started. Um, And really, we're going to dive a little bit deeper today. So I wanted to just do a quick kind of recap of a couple of the high points, and then um, I want you to tell them a little bit more about what we're going to be talking about today. So what we talked about that was really important, we talked a little about what it is and why it's important. Um, I won't recap that completely because I want you to go back and listen to the other one. But when we start to talk about the how, this is really critical and this is going to be important for the conversation today. We touched on a few key things with the how. We talked about being prepared for conversations that you have with your manager or leader in advance, whether that means creating an agenda, maybe sending them agenda, thinking through the dialogue, being really clear with yourself how you want the conversation to go and why you're even here and what's important about this conversation. I use the example of six, I want to be successful. Well, what does success mean like for you? So you need to make sure there's clarity in this conversation with your leader and your manager. If you want to be promoted, what does that mean? Help them help you. That was a big part of our conversation as well. So help them help you. Make sure it's very clear the ways that you need support from them and what they're going to do to support you. And towards the end of our conversation in part one, we talked a lot about that process of questions and how you might even have a manager who doesn't have a one-on-one for you right now. And that doesn't mean that you can't ask for that one-on-one. I mean, unless they have specifically told you I don't do one-on-ones with my team, then maybe you need to think about finding a new job instead. Um, but, <laughs> but if you're not getting what you need, you need to be asking for it as well. Um, we also had a little bit of a conversation around asking the manager how they like to receive information, how they like to be provided information. We used feedback in that example where if you're really wanting to give some feedback to your leader, it's okay to say, how do you like to receive feedback, right? To ask that question. Are you open to receiving feedback at all? You know, these types of things. So don't be afraid to ask the questions and use that question asking just to kind of get the dialogue going. Okay. So I want to just kind of hit on a couple of those key points because I think they're going to be really critical in our conversation today, but any other thoughts that you wanted to add or you want to just segue into what we're talking about today? I... I loved all of what you just said. I say that a lot, but you say a lot of great things. So I'm not mad about that. And I hope our listeners agree with me. Uh, (laughs) Today, I'm super excited because Jen, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this over the course of our existence on what I can do to better manage up. Um, You've been such a resource to me. And I know that everything that you've taught me has been incredibly helpful. So I hope that some of our younger listeners will continue to glean all of this amazing information from you. So today I'm super excited because we're going to talk a lot about tactically having a conversation. So what it looks like to, as you like to say, like stroke the ego a little bit, how to kind of initiate and support your ask in a way where it doesn't 
put the blame or the ownership on your boss, but on, um, you know, gives you the ownership, makes it look like it is something that is going to, you know, present your case in a way that they have no reason, but like no reason to say no, like they're just going to say yes, because you've presented such a good case. Um, so I think we're going to talk a lot about tactical and practical things. And it'll make it super actionable for people who listen to episode one and they're like, oh my gosh, I know I need to be managing up. I have no idea how to do it. It scares everything out of me. And I just need some very actionable next steps. Perfect. Love it. So I want to touch on one thing that you just said really quick too, which is that you had me for support through those these conversations. I actually think that's extremely important because I don't think it matters what that support system looks like, whether it is an accountability partner, a friend, a peer, I mean, maybe even a mom, like truly, it doesn't matter what that support system looks like. These can be difficult conversations. So finding someone that you trust to bounce ideas off of or even practice with is really critical because I know even just for you and I, there would be times where um, you would receive an email and you're like, okay, I need to respond to this appropriately. And you might send me a, you know, a draft and I would kind of say, well, hold on, let's take a step back. Right. And we might poke some holes in it and just a different perspective can be really helpful at times. So I'm just using that weird email example, but having someone else's perspective can be helpful. It's like anything grain of salt, right? You still need to do what feels good for you. Take the right step for you. This is not just get a person and do exactly what they tell you to do. Otherwise you're never going to make a decision on your own. But I do think that that accountability component um, is really key. So I just wanted to kind of hit on that because I do think that's extremely important. Uh, okay, perfect. So let's get into some of the tacticals and as specific as possible. So I mentioned this a little bit on the last time, which is be really clear around what it means or what you need from your manager. When you sit down and you think about, I need to manage up, why? Ask yourself why. So you need to spend some time doing a little, what I would almost call just a brainstorm or reflection. Like really just sit down and get clear with yourself. What do I want the relationship between myself and my manager or leader to look like? Like, don't be afraid to ask yourself that question. What is my manager currently doing really well that I'm gaining a lot of value from? What are some of the things that my manager could be doing a little bit better that makes me feel like I need to lead or manage up? And then breaking that list out a little bit. Because what you might find is you might just be walking around going, oh my gosh, my boss is so challenging, I need to manage up. But when you sit down and you actually do this deep reflection and you get sort of as narrowed as you can down the little spider web legs, you might find there's really only one area that has to be addressed, or maybe there's just, there's two or three, but at least you now know specifically. So it's no longer my manager's horrible. I need to manage up. It's my manager does not effectively communicate over email. My manager does not have a strong and effective one-on-one -on -one with me that has me feel like I'm developing. At least you now know what area that you need to be focused on so that you're able to either a provide the right feedback or ask the right questions to get whatever it is that you need. But if you don't have that clarity around what you need, you're gonna be stuck. So do that deep brainstorm reflection and ask yourself just a few of those questions I highlighted there and then continue to go deeper. It's kind of like doing the five whys exercise, just like a lean manufacturing type exercise where why, okay, and then why, okay, and then why? And you just kind of keep going until you get all the way to the bottom and you realize 
okay, this is the problem I need to solve. Boom. Like now I know what I'm focused on. So get clarity around very specifically what you want to be focused on so that you can set yourself up for the most success that you possibly can have. Okay. I'm going to pause there. Is there anything that you want to add to that or to expand on? Yes. I think one of the things that you helped me a lot with when I was really struggling with managing up is identifying both what your manager does incredibly well and what your manager does not so well. Um, Because it is really easy for us to kind of like focus or narrow in on like one or two things that we're like, oh my gosh, I can't stand when they do this or why do they keep doing X? Um, But when you have the perspective of like, actually there's seven things on the list that they're doing incredibly well and I never want them to change. And there's really only like one and a half things on the list that like drive me absolutely insane. Um, And I think when you look at the full picture instead of like just zooming in on what's wrong, you get a much better appreciation of your manager as a whole. So it makes it a lot easier to go into a conversation and say, I'm incredibly like thankful and blown away by the fact that you do X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. I know I could perform 10% better if we can talk about solutions to F. Um, And so going in, and I think part of like this goes into that preparation piece of understanding that like before you can have a successful conversation you have to be successfully prepared um so it is it's like this isn't just like a casual thing well i'll back up the first time you do it it's not a casual thing it is something that you have to like carve out and prepare and then the more you do it and it becomes an ongoing conversation that you have instead of like the first time you're initiating it I think it can become a little more casual uh but the first time you go into a conversation like this even second and the third like having a very prepared docket of like the things they do really well the things that you want to improve on even prioritizing the things that you want to work on improving can be really helpful because when you go in and you say, okay, here are three things I want you to fix, do them all tomorrow. Like that's just unrealistic. So once you have that perspective of what they're doing well, what you want to improve on, and then you can kind of pick and choose your battles from there. I think it makes the conversation a lot more productive and you'll start seeing results a lot faster because you have really clear data points on like what would make it better. Yeah, and I think you hit on a couple really important things there that I want to circle back to. Um, One, just like at the end, you mentioned like it will eventually become easier, right? All this, that means you're creating a habit around it. And that's exactly the goal, right? We want a goal where we are creating habits around these healthy behaviors, in this case, the managing up conversation. So much so that you will get to a point where you might pause and you will actually have to reflect and kind of go, wow, we are having these healthy conversations all the time because it will become so natural, you almost forget that it's even happening, right? So that's really important. The other thing that you hit on that I wanna touch on really quick, and I think this will be probably one of our next conversations that we have, is just feedback in general. Uh, It is extremely important to be providing just as much positive, if not more, than opportunity for improvement feedback. And when we talk about feedback from a manager to employee perspective, I make sure that they understand the clarity around that and the reason why that's so important, which is you're building trust. 
And the more trust you have in this relationship, the more coins you put in the trust bank, the easier it's going to be to pull those coins out and utilize them when you actually need to utilize them. When you need to have that really tough conversation, it'll be so much easier to do so because you've been having really good ongoing conversation all the time and the trust is there. 100% it works the same the other direction as well from a managing up perspective. If you are not telling your manager the things that they're doing really well, they are going to have a really hard time receiving negative feedback from you. And I think as employees, it's one of those things we often, we just forget how important that is. You know, we don't, the poor manager, they no longer get good feedback. They no longer get good job. They don't get awards anymore. That's all safe for the employees, right? The managers get nothing. They get nothing. They just get to, to show up. Okay. I'm being a little extreme, but you get my point. They just don't get that anymore. So, but they need that too, right? They want to hear what's going really well. And you might even have a manager that just generically asks for feedback, like, Hey, what's going really well. It is so hard to answer that question on the spot when it's not specific, which is why I always coach my managers. Like you need to ask very specifically for what feedback you need to make it easy for your employees to provide it. But think about it from the other perspective. This is where you get to be the bigger person. This is where you get to be the leader make that feedback really specific that you want to give them so that they can do something with it along the way. So be providing that positive feedback through this journey, because if you want to be able to manage up effectively, you need to make sure you have a decent relationship to be able to do that. If you are starting out with a massively broken relationship, it's not going to be easy to just come in and say, here's what I need from you. And here's all the things you're not doing. And you're a bad boss. Like none of that's going to work. Like it's just not going to work at all. There has to be some trust. There has to be some authenticity in the conversation. So making sure that you kind of lay the groundwork and put the foundation in place for that is going to be just as critical. So when we talk about these tactical things you can do to manage up, build a healthy relationship with the manager, build some trust, have genuine and authentic, open and transparent conversations. If you're not doing any of that, this will be darn near impossible to do. I love that. I think it kind of scares people to get to know their managers in some sense because they are afraid that then they can like, they don't know what that looks like. A lot of people don't know what it looks like to have a really healthy and transparent relationship with your boss. Um, so I think Jen gave a ton of great examples. I'm going to expand on a few. Don't be afraid. Like they're going to ask you when they see like how your weekend was don't just tell them and walk away, like ask about their weekend, get to know their life, ask about their kids, their spouse, their pets, like whatever it is. Um, those are really easy things, totally unrelated to work performance, which can kind of be like an awkward thing to go about initiating a conversation with that can help to start putting some of those coins in the trust bank. So that way, when you give positive feedback or ask for, permission to give negative feedback um they're it's not gonna like overdraw the account it's not gonna like push them over the edge so treating your manager like they're a human getting invested in their life like they're another coworker, um will go a really 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 long way in kind of like building this relationship and sustaining this relationship so that you can have ongoing conversations about what you need, um, 
maybe what the areas of improvement could be, et cetera, et cetera. One thing I always talk about with my clients around managing up is how it's not so much about you trying to even change your manager's behavior and how they are sometimes, because the reality is there's only so much that we can do and we can only control what's in our control. So we can ask questions, you know, all this kind of stuff. We can dig in deep for all of these types of things, but at the end of the day, you're the one leading the charge. So if you want to be managing up and you want to have a better relationship and you want to have a really great time in your chair at your desk as an employee, you need to show up as a really great employee and a great leader. It's sometimes it's more about just showing up in that stronger and better way. So instead of um, giving them just what they've asked for, like you said, you know, how was your weekend? And then like fine and leaving, give them a lot more than that, right? Give them everything extra. So when you're sitting down, you're thinking about if my manager very specifically gave me feedback in a conversation, here's what I would want them to say. Don't even worry about what they actually ask you or how they actually go about it. Give them exactly what you would want to tell them. Give them exactly what you want them. Think about what you would want them to ask and then answer that question, even if their question wasn't really great. So expand, give them more, give them more. Don't just wait for them to show up and be better. Lead by example, right? This whole managing up really is probably a big portion of it is about leading by example, not just assuming that someone else's behavior is going to change, even if you do all the right things, but demonstrate and show them the right way to show up. And if you can really hone in and spend some time doing that, um, it will rub off on everyone else. You know, it, it, it's like the old cheesy saying, like only one per, like why recycle? It just takes one person to get it started. <laughs> it's true though, right? It's the same idea. It just takes one person to get things started. So show up the way that you would want everyone else to show up and people will follow, like be that leader that you want everyone else to be. People will follow. People will, will pick up on it. They'll cue in. Oh man, Randall Lynn is so professional when she comes to these meetings. She's got it together. I wonder what she does. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to do what she does next time. That absolutely happens. There is someone sitting in that room who's going, hmm, who are the great leaders that I want to be like? Oh, definitely Randall Lynn. Boom. And good thing you've been leading up. Good thing you've been showing up the way that everyone else should be showing up because now there's three people who want to mimic your behavior and follow and be just like you. So give them a lot more than what they're asking for. Even if they ask a really horrible generic question, pretend like it was the greatest question on earth and just give them a lot more detail, be more specific. It's very easy to come in and just punch the clock and leave. But if you want things to change, you need to be a part of making that change happen. I love that. I think we talked about this a little bit in the first episode, but managing up is about taking that ownership back into your own hands. So it is about becoming an advocate for yourself and for your organization to become the best that they can be, whatever that looks like, the best that you can be. Um, but it isn't a like soul journey. Um, like it is something that you kind of like, you all level up together. So if you can start and take those first steps, like that is going to create change. It's going to create influence and that's going to kind of continue to bring the organization as a whole together on a whole new level. Ooh, <clears throat> I'm joking on my spit this morning. <laughs> so, that you brought that up, Jen. 
Good, good. Well, I think we've hit on some really good points. So when we think about the tactical other things that we can do, um, I want to ask you just because I know that you, um, you know, we've had it like you mentioned in the beginning, you and I have had a lot of little conversations around this, but is there anything else that we haven't hit on that you particularly found to be helpful in the past when you were thinking about your managing up conversation? You know, we talked a little bit about preparation, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Is there anything big for you that you found to be really valuable that we haven't hit on? Um, I don't remember who told me this. I feel like it was you. I could be wrong. After I say this, feel free to correct me if I am wrong. Um, but one of the things that I have, have found incredibly helpful, especially in regards to like potentially negative feedback or something that could be taken negatively is to make it a little like very selfish. Um, so it's not about like, oh, you do this wrong. It's like, I would really, like I would do much better work if this happened. Like if I was given feedback after the first draft instead of after the third draft, or I could produce this faster if I was given like a soft deadline and a hard deadline. Um, so making it very self-oriented um, and positioning it in the way of like, who wouldn't want me to do better work? Or like, who wouldn't want me to deliver this faster? Um, so giving, giving it in a way where it's very you-oriented and very performance-related, if that makes sense. Yes, that is perfect. And I've definitely said that before, so I'm going to assume it probably was me who's talked to you about that. But hopefully others have said that too. So that would be really great. But I think you're spot on. There's something about, it doesn't have to be negative direct feedback. It can be, I will perform better if I have things in this manner. You know, that is a really, really great way to spin it. It kind of goes back to the stroke ego thing just a little bit too. Like, um, that's a really good way to address it. I also think that from that stroke the ego perspective, there is a little bit of a way in which you ask certain questions to where it will help to lead them to giving you what you need, but then they will also feel like, oh, what a great meeting I had today. Um, I was able to provide some really great suggestions for Randall Lynn. So using that exact same example that you just used, it could even be things like, you know, I've noticed that um, I didn't do as well on this last project as I would like to. I have some thoughts around how I can do better, but I'm just curious from you, what do you think might make me be a little bit more effective in this, this conversation? The manager might say, you know, I probably could have given you the feedback a little bit sooner. That might have helped. Oh, what a good idea. That would be great. Can we make that part of the process where in the future you just provide me that feedback like on the first draft? Would that work? Yeah, let's do that. Good. They just came up with the solution, you know, on their own. So love that. I think that's really important. A little bit of the stroke, the ego within here and a little bit of the, the turning the, what would be negative feedback into putting it on yourself and making it sort of more of a positive approach for them. Perfect examples. Those are really good. Um, good. Anything else that you want to highlight before I touch on maybe like one last thing before we wrap um, up? I think the last thing, and I also believe that you taught me this is, also putting it in writing. So you leave a meeting, you think you're on the same page. I have gotten in the habit of like following up, be that via like even a quick Slack message or something more formal, like an email saying like, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Um, my takeaways were X, Y, and Z. Does this feel like, did I 
interpret our our takeaway points correctly or something like that. Um, and you don't even have to ask a question. You can say like, you know, frame it up as like, I'm going to start doing blah, blah, blah um, with the goal of increasing our, you know, effectiveness as a team or whatever like that. Um, so also like positioning your takeaways in a very personal manner, but also just like clarifying to make sure that at the end of the meeting, you're not on two totally separate pages in separate worlds. That is my favorite tool and tactic to be effective. So way to bring that in and close it up with us. I love it. So the last thing I want to touch on just really quick is basically just a summarization of this, the process. And I think this is important that you need to remember that managing up is not about teaching your manager or leader to be a better manager or leader. And I think so many people use it in that context, like, oh, I got to manage up because my manager is horrible. Like if your manager needs management 101, that's not your job. It's not your job to teach them how to do all those things. It's your job to gain clarity for yourself around what it is that you need, how you will be effective as an employee, and then to use all these effective dialogue tools in order to share that with them and get the most possible development growth from them and yourself jointly through the process. You have a horrible manager that needs to go back to, to training. That is not your job. It's not your job to train them. You're going to have to work around and do the things that are within your control. So reflecting on what does it mean to have a really great manager? What do I need from them? What does it mean to manage up? What are the challenges that we have? Where do I need them to be better? How can I work on it? All those kind of reflections and being prepared for all these conversations. That's how you're gonna manage up well. Um, and that's how you're gonna get the most out of this overall, not by dwelling on the super negative or the fact that your manager needs to go back and get some structured training. Again, what's in your control? being clear about what you can control and what you're going to do about those things that you can control. I love that. Well, Jen, any final words of wisdom or encouragement for the wonderful people? I would just say, like we've mentioned a couple times, think on it, reflect on it, figure out what's important to you and then prepare, prepare and follow up. I mean, we answer, we say that for every conversation we have, but it's true. Prepare in advance, think of the really great questions. Let everyone know, let your manager know, here's what I wanna talk about. Just ensure that you're really prepared. Follow up so that it's effective and you can go back and circle back to it as much as you can. Um, but be really clear what you need and move forward based off I of love what that. you need. Well, as always, oh my goodness, allergy season is killing me. As always, you can find Jen and I on LinkedIn or shoot us an email, but I encourage you to head on over to wonderbarn.com slash people talking people to learn more about people talking people and check out all the other great shows in the Wonderbarn podcast network. We will see you back here next week for something else fun. We're not sure what it is yet, but we'll figure it out before then and we'll see you soon. Bye.